Welcome to the Revenge Body Podcast. I'm Maverick Willett, and I've helped thousands of divorcees and single moms get snatched waist, jaw-dropping booties, and confidence that captivates the attention of men in every room, all without dieting, cutting carbs, giving up wine night, or starving yourself. What's up, y'all? ESV here, a.k.a. Maverick Willett. Today, I'm going to talk about How much of your life is crafted around avoiding pain or discomfort? It's going to be a good episode, y'all. Or maybe it sucks. I don't know. Anyway, if you like this, rate me. Rate me on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening to this. Give me five stars. And, and, you know, be honest. Give me me five if you like it. Give me zero if you don't. Whatever. That was mean. Anyway, let's talk about this. How much of your life is crafted around avoiding pain or discomfort? One quote that really sticks with me is... If you think the bill for trying is outrageous, wait until you get the bill for not trying. So I want you to think about that. And this, a lot of this, you know, I, I have, I'm, I'm a firm believer in coaching. I, I, I walk the walk in that case and I have a mentor myself. That's an amazing, amazing experience for me to, to have a really awesome dude giving me mentorship and helping me become a more integrated man. And it's been more than worth the investment. I will, I will always vouch for getting guidance and coaching. I'm a firm believer in it. But a lot of our, our conversations with my personal development is centered around like, okay, you know, especially historically, not so much now because I've really worked on it, but in my past, like how much of my life is crafted around trying to avoid uncomfortable feelings? I think a lot of men struggle with that. Like how, how much of your life is posturing to avoid feeling shit you don't want to feel? For men, it's huge. That's why I think it's like a primary reason why men don't go to therapy. And I'm not saying all men, obviously, but generally men are much more resistant to therapy. And I think it's because there's a fear of feeling things you don't want to feel. You don't want to talk about that stuff because you don't want to feel that stuff. So what do you do? Well, a lot of us compensate with our our bodies, right? We're like, oh, I got bullied. So I'm going to never feel that feeling again by getting as jacked as I possibly can, right? No one's going to bully me again. I'll never feel like that again. Or in my case, if a woman in your past held money over your head, like, oh, I'm going to get so fucking successful. No one will ever make me feel that feeling again. You know, for you ladies, it's like if you've been cheated on, if you've been made to feel lesser than, if you, if you felt, if you like felt super low worth because of a past relationship or you had something taken away from you, how much of your life is now built around not feeling that? I've dated people who crafted their entire lives around not feeling uncomfortable feelings from their childhood that they just didn't want to process or go through. They, they built their life on achievement, on, on physical assets, on, on their bodies, on this facade of, look at me, I'm, I'm so, I'm achieving so much and it keeps me from having to actually talk about the stuff that's, that's painful. And then, so when we do that, you're, you're just essentially just swiping a credit card, right? It's kind of like avoiding uncomfortable conversations with your spouse. You're just like swiping a credit card and gaining interest over time and you got to pay that shit off eventually because when do these things come up? When do these things come up? When does, when does the consequence of avoiding pain come up? It comes up in intimate relationship. And a lot of us have dysfunctional patterns, myself included, like in, especially historically, like, you know, obviously I've put in a lot of work, but I still have struggles. And a lot of it is because at some point in a relationship, you're going to have to face these things because the things that you don't face, they come out in intimacy or lack thereof. So if you're struggling with intimacy or if you have a, a partner who's struggling with intimacy, what are they avoiding? That's, I mean, that could be a, a large part of it. 
one exercise, and again, I, I can't take credit for this. I actually got this from my mentor. They've done a lot of, him and his wife have done a lot of work with couples. And one of the things that, one of the most powerful things they do with couples, I, I love this. I love this. It's called the I am noticing game. And it's a way to live in truth. It's a way to just live in truth moment to moment. And what I'm about to give you is gold, okay? So the I'm noticing game, you sit there, you look face to face, eye to eye, and you just start with I'm noticing. And you just say what is truth for you. I'm going to be real vulnerable with you all. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about how this applies to my life. So like for me, approaching sex. If I'm, if I'm, if, if sex is coming, well, in my mind, performance is, is, has always been everything, right? So leading up to that moment in my mind, what I'm hiding from that person is, oh my God, I'm so nervous because I want to perform. I want to do well for you. I want to show you that I'm good at sex and I want to show you I can perform and I'm a man and I'm alpha. Da, 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 da. Like I'll go down the line of what society has told me I need to be, right? And so I'm keep, that's what's going on in my head. And so if I'm not, if I don't, put that out, if I don't talk about it, it stays in my head. And the thing that I fear happening, which is not performing, will happen. Straight up. Performance anxiety is a motherfucker and a lot of people deal with it. And I don't care. I'll talk about it. <laughs> I, don't fucking care. I don't care anymore. Because what happens is by putting it out there with somebody, you take power away from it. Right? Because Majority of women don't give a shit about that. And the majority of men don't give a shit about what you're self-conscious about. Because what, what is it for women? So let's, let's play this out. So like I'm sitting, I'm, I'm with somebody who I want to be intimate with and I'm looking them in the eye and I'm like, hey, listen, I'm, I, I'm noticing that I'm, I'm really nervous right now. I'm, I'm noticing that I want to perform for you and impress you. And it makes me scared. Like what if I don't perform? What your, what your reaction is going to be, right? Okay, cool. You, she receives that. She cultivates that safety for me. She lets me know, hey, that's not a big deal. Happens. If it happens, we just try again later or whatever, right? And then all of a sudden, I'm not scared of that anymore. And guess what happens? I perform. <laughs> uh, I just gave all of your men a cheat code. Anyway, so like that—that that is that's the the point though. Like I've now deflated that fear. It's now out. It's not. It's not in my head anymore. It's out there, and I I feel relaxed. I feel safe. Same thing for women because what do women need to feel? Super fucking safe. Super like safe to be your feminine self. And so like what you ricocheted back might be, I'm noticing that I'm worried about how my stomach looks. I'm noticing that I really want to look good for you because you've been with attractive women and maybe I, I, I don't know how, you, how I compare to them and, and, and if I'll turn you on or not with my body. I'm worried about performing too. I'm noticing that I want to move my body in the right way that turns you on, et cetera, et cetera. And then so like you go back and forth with this. You know, you ricochet back and forth until you've deflated all of the bullshit in your mind, all the stuff that you fear. Because what do we do? When we fear something, we all usually make happen what we fear most. Like we, by, by trying to avoid it, we create it. So going back to how much of your life is crafted around avoiding pain or discomfort. Let's think about how this applies to, well, let's, let's start with business. You know, a lot of us build businesses to avoid stress or a lot of us try to make money. We could just make it about money. How many of you are trying to make money to avoid stress, to escape stress, to keep from feeling the stress or keep from feeling the overwhelm or keep from feeling the pain? What if it was okay for you to feel those things? Just like in my example, you know, like in that example, uh, I'm just drawn on personal experience. In my mind, it has always been not okay for a man to feel nervous, to feel pressure, to feel overwhelmed or stressed or have anxiety about performing. So I can't talk about it, right? God forbid. Can't reveal that I feel these things and I'm human. 
right? God forbid. Obviously, it's the opposite. But how much of my behavior then becomes avoiding that thing? And by avoiding it, I'm not being my true self. I'm not being who I am. I'm not, because again, my definition is of masculinity is being exactly who you are and being completely okay with that. Well, motherfuckers, I'm almost there. I am really close. And that life is much easier than when you're trying to always posture, please, chameleon, and put on a facade. That's why I can put out an outrageous fucking video that pisses people off and I can just go about my day. <laughs> it's like, I don't care anymore. I mean, that would be inaccurate to say I don't care. Comments still get to me sometimes, but it's much easier for me because I'm okay with who I am. I'm becoming more comfortable with who I am. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's what I want for all of you. So how much of your life, like again, going back to money, how much of you, how how many of you like want to make money so you don't feel stress or you want to make money so you impress somebody or you, you don't have to feel the thing? Here's another quote that I really like. People want to avoid the stick more than they want to get the carrot. People want to avoid the stick more than they want to get the carrot. And what that means is people are more interested in avoiding pain than they are getting results. So this really applies to what I do because a lot of women for in the, in the pursuit of weight loss, in the pursuit of getting a, you know, a better body in their eyes, they are just concerned with not feeling pain or not feeling the discomfort of being overweight more so than they are getting the actual results, right? Now, how does this play into the psychology of dieting? Well, how much of dieting is avoiding pain? So like what I'm getting at here is by trying to press the easy button on your life and not feel pain, you are prolonging the pain that you're already in. Because when you think about dieting, it's like, okay, well, if I just cut carbs, I won't have to learn how to track calories because that's painful. Oh, well, if I just cut my sugar or fast, I won't have to learn about macros because that's painful. Oh, well, if I, if I just do this detox or I get this weight loss shot, ooh, that's going to trigger some of y'all. I'm not talking about type 2 diabetics that need the weight loss shots, the GLP-1 agonist. I'm talking about those of you, you trying to use these shots for weight loss shortcuts. How many of you are getting these shots because you want to avoid the pain of fixing your habits? And the ironic part is fixing your habits isn't even painful. It's the opposite. It's anything but painful. I think the painful part comes with having to admit that you have a problem or admit that you don't have a grasp on something in your life. That's the painful part for you. It's not actually the doing of the tracking of the calories, the macros and walking and lifting weights and eating more protein. Because those things aren't actually painful. Those things actually are, are rewarding and get you where you want to be. The pain comes with saying, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. A lot of us don't want to admit that. The pain comes from, going, from asking for help. Because in that moment for asking help, you're admitting fault in your mind, right? None of us like to be wrong. None of us like to be told what we're doing is wrong. None of us like to admit fault or concede or appear like we don't know what we're doing. It's painful. That's the pain that you're avoiding. But by avoiding that pain and self-inflicted judgment or the judgment that you anticipate from other people, you're prolonging the pain that you're in, which is hating what you see in the mirror, shit-talking your cellulite, your wrinkles, your spider veins, all these things, crying on the scale, switching out the hangers in the store to smaller hangers so the, so the cashier doesn't think you're buying a bigger size, 
moving to the back in all the pictures, hiding your double chin on your Zoom meetings. Ooh, I'm getting in them feels today, aren't I? Like, how does he know? Is he in my head? I am in your head right at this moment. You need to listen to me. How many of you are trying to avoid pain and prolonging the pain you're in? And again, I'm not shaming you because I'm a fucking poster boy for prolonging your pain. (laughs) I did it for years. I was the guy who avoided pointing the finger at myself for years and it was destroying my relationships. It almost ruined my fucking life. (laughs) So I'm an expert on avoiding pain (laughs) or crafting my life to avoid feeling things I don't want to feel. I'm a, I wrote, I could write a book on it. I might do that. So I'm not coming from a high horse here, y'all. I'm coming from a walker of the walk of both the shit walk and the, the, the heel walk. And I'm telling you, once you start leaning into the fear and leaning into the pain, the pain goes away. And look, beautiful life does not mean the absence of pain. Beautiful life, in my opinion, wholeness, peace, fulfillment, all these things that we want, it comes from being able to sit in the pain and take its power away. Giving ourselves permission to feel the things we don't want to feel. It's okay to feel those things. I had to learn that the hard way several times. It's all right to feel those things. It's all right to have needs. It's all right to feel, you know, it's all right to be triggered. It's okay. How you deal with it can probably be more integrated over time, be more healthy, more functional, more manageable. But the initial feeling, you can't avoid that. So why are you even trying? It's coming whether you like it or not. So how much of your life is built around avoiding those uncomfortable things? Whether it was traumatic childhood experience, whether it was bullying, whether it was sexual, in my case, sexual molestation when I was a young boy. A lot of my life, in fact, I was so hell-bent on avoiding addressing that, that I repressed the memory. I didn't even remember since I, that happened when I was like four years old. And it, I didn't, when a therapy, when I finally went to therapy because my behavior from the result, you know, resulting from a lot of that, you know, the trauma coming from the trauma was about to ruin my life. I didn't even, it didn't even jog my memory until a therapist asked me, were you molested as a child? And I said, no, that's how far I'd repressed it. And then like three days later, I was thinking about it. I was like, holy shit. Yes, I was. And that's when my journey started. But uh, that's not where it started. That was a big piece. Right. But when we think about, you know, the price for me of avoiding my behavior, like avoiding, see, it was super uncomfortable for me to admit that I was the problem. It was very uncomfortable and, and, and vulnerable. And I felt super exposed to admit I was lying and admit I was manipulating and admit it, you know, that like, but simultaneously, the weight that was lifted off of me when I stopped was huge. In the moment, it caused a lot of pain to me and those around me, but it was, it was like, I mean, that, that pain was hell of a lot better than the pain of prolonging my misery and everyone else around me, the hurt and the patterns I was having. So I tell you all this today to encourage you to have uncomfortable conversations. There are a lot of you in relationships right now who are not living your truth. There are a lot of you who are posturing to be something that you think the other person is attracted to. There are a lot of you listening to this right now who have a need that's going unmet. You have a husband or a partner who is ignoring you who is invalidating you, who is gaslighting you, and you're just going along with it. Some of you are doing that to your partner, right? Because women do this too. 
I want to dispel the notion that men are the only people who are, have narcissistic tendencies because I have experienced a lot of female narcissists. They do exist <laughs> in abundance. They just don't get as much news coverage. They don't get, they don't get a, they're more of a covert narcissist in my experience, weaponizing guilt and pity. Side the point. How many of you, like many of you are in relationships right now where you are, you are just like literally making it to the end of the day because you're so afraid of the pain from addressing something or having an uncomfortable conversation. And I have a lot of empathy for you because I've been there. I know what it feels like to just do whatever doesn't rock the boat and pleases the other person. I know what that's like and it's hell. You're not being yourself. It's not fulfilling to live like that. And how much of your day is structured around avoiding that pain and avoiding the discomfort and the conflict? How much of your mind is clouded or how much resent is building from not addressing these things? How much of your life is made more miserable because you continue to try and attempt things that are ways to avoid pain? When we have this application, we have an application to join our program. And on, on, one of the questions on that application is, name the things you've tried in the past that didn't work. And almost all of you have tried Weight Watchers, Whole30, Octavia, Noom, Beachbody. Now, I'm not shaming you for trying those things. I would be a hypocrite because in, in the male version of this journey, I have tried many shortcuts to try and get a more muscular, desirable physique, right? So I'm with you. I've done it. I'm not shaming you. However, those things, the way they're marketed, the price, everything is structured to be a way to avoid actually doing the things that culminate in results. Because if, if those things worked, if, this, if those things worked, they wouldn't be profitable. Their very business model relies on them not working. Oh, man. Anyway, hey, I love you all. I hope this was eye-opening. Hope it was impactful. Don't be afraid to have those conversations. Actually, you know what? Be afraid, but do it anyway. I want to actually amend that. Be afraid. Embrace the fear. Do it anyway. Lean into the fear. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to feel nervous. It's okay to have anxiety. It's okay. Let yourself feel it, but lean into it and do it anyway. And you can apply this to everything in life. If you've got an opportunity that's scary, do it. The reason it's scary is because you're used to your comfort bubble. You're used to this monotony of what's within your frame of life, which is, oh, I, I'm just used to this caliber of life. And anything beyond that is going to be different from what I'm currently doing. And that's scary. I hate this neighborhood, but at least I know my way around. Right? I hate this neighborhood but at least I know my way around. That How many of you, your lives did I just describe? Do new shit. I am all about women stepping into their power and taking charge of their lives and doing so in a way that brings more peace and, and wholeness and fulfillment and love and joy and abundance and escape from the pain and misery of avoiding discomfort. It's going to hurt. You don't get to the light without going through darkness. But man, is it better on the other side. On the other side of this decision, and all of you have an example of what I'm telling you right now, whether it's a conversation you know you're putting off, right? It's just like cash and a credit card. That interest is building up. You got to pay that shit off eventually. Or it's 
avoiding learning how to track your macros or getting consistent with your protein intake or you know maybe you're taking the easy step with your career maybe you keep cutting corners you know that's okay i'm not shaming you this isn't about shame shame's fucking useless it's a waste of energy we do it to ourselves self-inflicted what i am saying is you are so capable of creating a new outcome but it's going to take some uncomfortable shit in the short term and you got this i can handle it that's your mantra ladies I can handle it. And you can. You've handled so much shit. You handled childbirth. <laughs> You've already handled more than I'll ever handle. You handled child. You, you, you made a human. You made a person. And if you're not a mom, you've also handled some uncomfortable shit. You've handled a divorce. You've handled a separation. You've handled being laid off. You've handled worrying if you could put food in your mouth the next week. You've, you've, you've handled far worse. And you're still here. And you're still going to be here after this next uncomfortable decision that you make. And I'm here to support you, ladies. I love you all. Hope you have an awesome day. Thanks for listening. ESV out. If you liked what you heard on this episode, ladies, share it with your friends. And if you want to finally escape dieting culture and get body results that make your ex wish he never mistreated you, check out the link for the Revenge Body Metabolic Revamp. You can find that in the show notes. And remember, ladies, you are powerful.